Welcome to The Mary Morgan Show, where I take you behind the scenes to all things brand, advertising, marketing, and sales, and how I've done business a little bit different without a sales team, without a website, without a big social media following, without ads, and without all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have. I built my business from $100 to my name in 2018 to 80K, 100K, $130,000 cash collected months over and over again. And we're revolutionizing the industry. So if you want to join us, follow along and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you All so right. much for listening I'm to super the excited to kick us off today. And we're an just about to wrap up season on. one and we get a lot of season two. Stay tuned for all the details that are coming I'm soon. Not your girl and if you want to be first LinkedIn, to know when season two drops, then just fill out so the form down Haley, below. Do a little and intro we'll see you. And let them know who you are because I know how amazing you are, but some people in the room may not. Thank you. Well, Mary was an amazing guest on my Health Coach Nation podcast, which is for coaches who want to grow their business. And as far as what I do, I am a marketing and sales coach and strategist, and I also am a LinkedIn lead generation service provider. So that is a done-for-you service where I help my clients get more visibility opportunities, attract more clients, and you know book more uh, referral partnership opportunities and things like that using LinkedIn in particular. And, you know, there are other things I help my clients with marketing on other channels and whatnot. But um, at the end of the day, I help you be able to market yourself, sell your skills and grow your business. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. So tell us, you know, as you started getting into LinkedIn, first of all, why LinkedIn? Because there's tons of obviously yeah. platforms that exist. Tell, tell us more about that. Totally. So I am a fan of, of course, having a complementary marketing strategy, not just using one thing or relying on one thing, because we all know LinkedIn could be gone tomorrow, Facebook could be gone tomorrow. However, LinkedIn, in my opinion, based on what I've done as far as organic marketing, relationship building, et cetera, it's what I call the lowest maintenance platform compared to Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, the reason why is a couple things. Number one, unlike Instagram, where like their algorithm is changing all the time and you're dancing in reels and you're posting stories all the time to stay relevant. I find that LinkedIn, you do not have to do that to be successful. You can post a little bit, but it's really much more about using LinkedIn as a relationship building and networking platform and sending connection requests and connecting with people and having conversations compared to like, oh my gosh, I got to go live and post and do all these things. Um, so that's one, one reason is it's lower maintenance, in my opinion. Second, your posts get more reach, in my opinion, because I've seen um, a, my bang for my buck with content go a lot further with LinkedIn compared to Instagram and Facebook. Facebook, I used to get so much amazing engagement in my group, but I think they've changed something with groups. <laughs> now it's like, oh, you know, not as great. And then the other thing is, People who um, usually have more purchasing power, people who use LinkedIn, it's a networking platform. It's more direct. It's less wasted time. And the people on it are professionals. And usually the median salary they found is over 75K a year, which might not seem like much, but compared to Facebook and Instagram, the median salary is actually lower. And the last reason is Instagram and Facebook, you use that a lot for entertainment. And some people are not ever really looking for opportunities to work with somebody on those platforms versus LinkedIn. Sometimes people are. So those are just some of the reasons that I like LinkedIn. 
So good. So good. So does it not work for certain people and it works really well for some, or is this something that just like applies to any business? Yeah. So it can apply to any business, but businesses will use it differently depending on who your audience is. So what I mean by that, and there's actually five different ways you can use LinkedIn. Um, One is if you are somebody who works with a certain type of professional, like you could work with people in um, executive roles, or you work with teachers, or you um, work with a variety of different job positions, but you just work with busy professionals in general, um, or entrepreneurs, you can connect with your ideal clients directly on LinkedIn. And there's great targeting tools and things that you can do to actually find your clients very easily on LinkedIn. So that's a way I would definitely use it to connect directly with your ideal clients if you're one of those, like if your niche is a certain type of professional. However, let's say you work with like busy moms or you work with um, people who have a certain passion, like you work with people who love knitting. That's a super random example, but obviously LinkedIn, you're not going to be able to check a box and be like, I need just moms, or I just need people who want to lose weight, or I just need people who want to knit. There's not a filter for that. So what you have to do instead is either kind of change, tweak your messaging to um, fit knitting, but also females who work, (laughs) or you need to decide that you're going to use it to form referral partnerships and form, um, like connect with complementary businesses. So maybe bloggers in the knitting space, for example, or you're going to use it to get on podcasts or something like that. So forming referral partnerships is a second way. The third way, as I said, is like getting booked on podcasts, getting booked on shows, Um, things like that you can use LinkedIn for. So you can connect with podcast hosts and people who host conferences and things like that. The other way you could use it is just to grow your, wherever your big hub is. So like if your Facebook group is your main place or your email list is your main place, you can use LinkedIn both in your content and when you're communicating with people to invite people to that central location. And the last thing would be finding um, corporate, either corporate, speaking or corporate wellness or uh, corporate job opportunities, you can use it for that as well. So I actually had a client who um, coached executive coaches. And so her approach on LinkedIn was connecting directly with those kinds of people. But at the same time, unexpectedly, not only did she get private clients, but she also got an opportunity to be a company's corporate coach on staff part-time for like 80k a year which was an amazing opportunity she didn't see coming from LinkedIn so it can be used for things like that too so interesting so you know with the podcasting and the guesting and you know engaging and speaking opportunities it seems like it's not just about the con like the content you're posting and what you're saying so tell us more about the strategy is this you like outreaching to people or what does that look like totally great question so LinkedIn um, allows you to find your ideal clients in a couple different ways. And what I do with clients is we use a tool called Sales Navigator, and that's a paid tool. It's not super expensive or anything, especially if you're doing ads and you have like an ads budget. Like I love LinkedIn because you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. That can be really frustrating with Facebook ads. Um, but LinkedIn is a really has a really good targeting tool that allows us to like, okay, look for good podcast hosts or look for the kind of people we're looking for. Um, and use certain keywords and things like that. So that's one way you can find your ideal clients. And I'll talk about what we do with that in a minute. But the other ways you can find your ideal clients would be 
using uh, like searching the job titles you're looking for, and it will have a limited amount you can search just because you'll run out of searches. And if you're not using the paid sales navigator thing, um, but you could search certain job titles, you could search certain towns if you're looking to connect locally with other business owners or things like that. And then you could also find your ideal clients on employee pages. So like you can look at the employees list on a company page if they work at a certain type of company, or you can find them in LinkedIn groups, which I recommend using more to find your ideal clients and less about like posting in the groups. You can still post in the groups, but they're not like going to be hopping, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so those are some of the ways you find your ideal clients. Now, once you find them, now we have to actually start building relationships. And so how we do that, LinkedIn allows you to send a maximum of 200 connection requests per week. So um, we do that for our clients and we do it with the targeting so that they don't have to do the tedious work of like looking up the job title, seeing if their keywords on their page match, seeing if they're predominantly females, like all that kind of stuff. So we do the filtering, but if you want to do that tedious part yourself, you totally can. And you can send up to 200 connection requests a week. And then you want to do the two, uh, what we call like a relationship building message. So with your connection requests, which is kind of like the equivalent of a Facebook friend request, but on LinkedIn. So it's like you send a friend request or you send a connection request with just a short, friendly general message, nothing crazy, no sales pitches, because there's definitely a wrong way to do LinkedIn lead gen. Um, and you've probably all seen it in your own inboxes on LinkedIn, people selling you with long messages and links and all that stuff. Um, and then once you get your connection request accepted, you want to have a strategic conversation starter, like question or message. So this is where you see all sorts of things. And what I recommend is something short and something that asks a question that could then lead to either you providing free value and being useful to someone, you inviting them for a call, you giving them your freebie, that kind of thing. So you don't just want to ask like, hey, what's your favorite color? No, you want to ask something like, hey, um, hope all is well. I noticed we're both in the entrepreneur space and then insert an intentional question that could then lead to maybe, you know, how you can be useful to them. Uh, or if you're like one example for everybody that could work is like, hey, um, I'm looking to share more tips about insert whatever problems you solve. What kind of content or what kind of topics or questions do you have around these topics? My goal is to make my LinkedIn content useful. That would be one example that could start some combos. Because then once you know that information from the person, you're actually able to then either post about it and be like, oh, awesome. I was thinking of you when I made this post, like hope it's helpful. Or you could actually like get in a conversation, share your freebie, see if they want to talk more about it, like kind of take it from there. So that's what we do. Um, we craft those and help you target and do the execution of all that. But that's kind of the overall strategy I would suggest. Yeah. And what I love about what you're saying here too, is like, I have absolutely loved doing podcasts, like podcast interviews, guesting, speaking. And personally, I've mainly done that on Instagram or on Facebook. Like I've not touched LinkedIn. So just mm -hmm. hearing you say this, I'm like, huh, this is like a great way to do, do this because a lot of our clients find us mo more recently now 
um, through podcasts, like interviews that I've done. And I find that those are people who are ready to buy right away. Like they are not people who there's back and forth conversations that are, yeah, it's like they heard you speak and they're like, that triggered something within me. Either they won't say anything, they just buy stuff or they will reach out and say, Hey, I heard you in this person's show. Would this be relevant to me? So I would love to hear like, what is the strategy around speaking podcasting when you do have clients that come on? Absolutely. So I recommend asking something like, would you be open to explore collaborating? And I would read, I would target the host. So you could put like podcast hosts in there, or if you're looking to speak, think about where you're looking to speak and think about who's the right person to get in touch with to do that. So it could be like, um, for example, if you're looking to do corporate speaking, it might be somebody in HR at certain companies in a certain HR role. And you can even Google that if you're like, who chooses usually like the corporate wellness speakers or something. But the point is, um, you want to target those people. And then if, if you're not sure if it's the right person to be talking with, you could still ask, like, would you be open to explore collaborating? And if you're not the right person on your team to be in touch with about this, could you, would you be open to letting me know who, who is, or like something like that? So that's how I'd start it and make sure that your profile, this is a step we skipped in the strategy, um, make sure your profile says good stuff about you. <laughs> so if you want, LinkedIn allows you to have a featured section on your profile. So if you want to put past podcasts you've been on in there and have it like right at the top of your profile, that would be a good idea. Or in your about section, talking about how you've been on top podcasts and you know what you do and making it really clear. And you can even add a sentence or two in your message that is really allowing you to speak to what's in it for them if they have you on your on their podcast or if they collaborate with you. So you could even say something like, I'd be open to sharing it with my network of 30,000 people collectively, or um, I, you know, if you don't have a big audience, there's still other things you could say, like, I um, can, I'm happy to make this as easy as possible for you and even make some posts for us to promote the podcast or collab, like just think about what's always in your messaging and strategy. You always want to think about what's in it for the other person. And how can I highlight that? So good. So good. And I love that. Like you don't need a big audience. And I've had people actually approach me and say the same thing. And I'm like, that is great. It takes off a lot of load on me and my team. If you are cutting up great pieces of content. So that's the other thing I look at their content and be like, let me just make sure it's good. Like what you're actually splicing and dicing is great. And I can see that you pulled the best pieces. Like that's a big piece is like using your social media as almost like a portfolio. If this is where you want to go down. And the other thing too, that I often suggest to our clients is like use different bios. Like just like you're saying on LinkedIn, if your intention is I want more speaking gigs, your whole LinkedIn feed should be speaking gigs. One liner is about speaking, et cetera. And then maybe on Instagram is your sales stuff is your story is like all of that. So huge, huge, huge. So someone that's looking to get into this and they're super new, they're on LinkedIn, but haven't used this strategy, what would be some things that you'd say to consider? Yeah, great, great question. So the first step would be just to do a little profile audit on yourself. Do you have a smiling profile picture where you're looking at the camera and you're not wearing sunglasses and it's bright? (laughs) Second, do you have a little short mini bio under your name that says the results you provide or why you're credible or, you know, something along those lines? 
Third is, do you have a way people can get in touch with you on your profile? Like in your little bio section, before you go to the about section, do you have like a little link? You can put a link there now. So you could put your freebie or, or something like that. Do you have a good about section? Have you set up a featured section on your profile uh, for your best stuff that you want to highlight? That kind of thing. So that's the first step. And also if you're new, what I would do before you even start connecting with new people is do you have any existing connections and look through them and be like, oh, are there any opportunities here? Like, could it, and I always look at everything with a filter. Like I have a little criteria in my head, like, okay, I'm either trying to partner with this person. I'm either trying to form a referral thing with this person um, where I just, I'm curious to explore collaborating in some way, but I don't know which way yet this is a potential client, like those, I'm just kind of like looking through my list and seeing how can I, how can we be buddies and be useful to each other? <laughs> um, so do that first before reaching out to new people. Cause a lot of times that'll be faster. Cause you don't have to wait for them to accept your connection request. The third thing to know if you're new is this is something you want to be doing ongoing. It's like, you know, I, to this day, LinkedIn's been my most, I track everything, right? So like I track how many responses do I get on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I tend to get the most on LinkedIn and I tend to get the most calls booked on LinkedIn and I tend to get the most quality calls and things like that from LinkedIn. And so it's something that I just do all the time. It's not like a begin and end. It's just, I have this compounding. I have connection requests going out every single week. I'm consistent with it. And so my recommendation for you guys, if you're going to get into this is be consistent, know that the first two weeks or so is going to be a little slower just because people have to accept your connection request first. And that sometimes takes a little bit of time, but the more you have going out, the more you're going to be getting acceptances every single week. Um, and then the last thing I would say is just make sure you're intentional on the platform. So I see a lot of people like a couple things. One is they just get so overwhelmed. They don't start. Two is they get freaked out about LinkedIn thinking that they can't post, like their content has to be extremely stiff and extremely formal and they cannot like have any fun whatsoever on this platform. And I think it's important to remind you if you're new, you, yeah, you don't want to post like bikini photos on LinkedIn or like, you know, anything really racy or like dance, maybe not dancing all the time. Unless you sell the bikinis, then go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in general, you can still post personal stuff sometimes on LinkedIn, but vulnerable stuff on LinkedIn. It actually does quite well. I had a friend who is a LinkedIn um, content expert specifically. So I talk about lead gen, he talks about content and one of his best viral posts was when he posted about adopting his daughters and it had nothing to do with his business. It was just talking about that rewarding experience for him. And it was like, got millions of shares and views. And I mean, it was like a viral post. So don't freak out about like, just start. <laughs> don't worry about, is this content like stiff enough and formal enough? Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love how you say like, prep your page, like take down that photo that was taken in a dingy basement by your niece, like replace it with something a little bit 
nicer. Be intentional with what you're saying. If you want speaking gigs, put that on there. Um, so this is huge. What would you suggest? So someone's starting out, what would a weekly schedule look like? Like how much time do you know you suggest putting towards this? Great question. Okay. So I would spend 90% of your time on the things we talked about before, not the content. So like the re- sending connection requests, doing the messaging, checking your messages, that kind of thing. Um, so I would probably, now that's going to, if you're going to do the full 200 and you're going to do this really good search and filter the leads and all that, it's, this is why I do what I do to help save you time. It's probably going to take you like four hours a day to do that. So if you want to outsource it and just be able to answer your messages and that's it, like once this, you get the cover, once we get the conversation going for you and the lead sourcing and all of that, that's probably a better route and better use of your time. And that will take you a lot less time. But if you're going to do the whole process, I mean, I think it's going to on average take you about four hours a day. Um, So I would say, just start with what you can. So maybe you're not going to do 200 a week. Maybe you're going to do 20. Maybe you're going to do 20 a week and just pick that and start there and track, you know, how it's going. Um, And then with the content piece, that would be, I recommend actually repurposing so that you're not spending so much time on content creation. So if you have a really good Instagram caption and post that you can reshare to LinkedIn, or you have a video you did on YouTube that you can talk about and promote on LinkedIn, like just kind of repurpose. Don't take up all your time posting all the time on LinkedIn. Oh, so good. And I feel like a part of this too, is like, if you're new in business and you're like, it it won't be practical for me to outsource, I want to dabble in this, like, I remember having some clients who would say, I just have so much to do. And I'm like, okay, you must be running a multi-million dollar business then. Like, what are all the things that you have to do? And it's really looking at like 80 to 90% of the stuff we do aren't income producing activities. We're like contemplating and in creation and coming up with stuff. And it's like, but actually, if you set aside, just like what you're saying here, Haley, like even two hours a day to just be like laser focused head down, like, let's do the work and then move into like creation, the fun stuff, anything else that you have in your business, so much worth doing that than all the other things that you probably do. And if you are at a stage of business where you're like, no, I know that two hours is actually worth this to me, then that's a great place to be like, okay, this is where I I DM Haley and be like, yep, hook me up. Okay. Amazing. So roughly four-ish hours a day, but can be lower. What are some like case studies or success stories that you can share with us for people who are like, this sounds good, but it's a lot. And it is, it's a lot of stuff to dive into. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would say one of my examples is I had a client who booked, um, she was doing organic marketing on all the channels and it wasn't really taken off for her, but when employing LinkedIn, um, she got three high ticket clients within 90 days, which is really solid. Um, and then she got a speaking opportunity as well, um, which can open up more opportunities because when you're in front of many people speaking, you know, that can open doors. Right. Um, so that's one example for me personally, I get calls. I probably get about at least three to seven calls a week from LinkedIn. Um, And I would say most of my clients average, depending on their niche. Now, some of my clients, and I'll tell you this, if I think your niche is going to be hard and we should take a different approach, but some of my clients, you know, anywhere from like two to five calls a week. Um, So, you know, it depends. But if you close one sale, if you sell something high ticket, that still doesn't really matter. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you sell something low ticket, I might say, ah, let's change what we're doing. But if you sell low ticket, you can still use this strategy. I would just say like, do the speaking, do the volume yeah. stuff versus. Exactly. So it still works for everyone. Exactly. And the um, other client I had, she has a aromatherapy certification and she got, I think it was like six people from LinkedIn. So, you know, it's just, uh, it can be very nifty in your lead gen. And what I love about it too, is like, if you think about Facebook ads, which I am still, I don't know about you, Mary, I am like still trying to figure that out. (laughs) I actually just did a post the other day that was like last year when I looked at our numbers, I'm like, I spent over like multiple six figures into ads as well as like agency. And I'm like, what were the results? I I think we made at least maybe like a hundred or so K back from it. But to me, it was still not as worth it as our other channels where it was just exponential growth versus like, is this working? I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to like nail it and it does take time. It takes a lot of freaking money and energy. It does. I I know. And I feel like that too. And I'm like, damn, like this LinkedIn, I just, I like it's adapt. Of course you're going to have to test. So like, there's no question, no matter which marketing thing you pick, we do need to like take a couple of weeks with the messaging and just see like, is it landing and are people responding? But then you can quickly adapt and keep going. And there's no like ads budget. There's no like huge, huge agency fee. There's no like testing for three months with your one graphic and then changing it like Facebook. Like it's just a lower hanging fruit. <laughs> you just have running. Um, so that's what I like about it. But yeah, I think if you figure out apps, you let me know. <laughs> I know, I will. And what are typical like agency fees? So if you were to do this for yeah. someone, someone listening who's like, okay, this sounds good. What is an allocated budget that you would suggest? Yeah. Um, so I would say like 600 to 850 a month would be good. Um, so that's probably about it. Okay. So super doable. Like if you think about that in ads, that's like what a lot of people might spend honestly in like a day or two. Yeah. That's on the ads budget, not the retainer for the agency too. Yeah, exactly. So with LinkedIn, you're not paying for anything additional. It's just the outsourcing fee. Is that right? It's the outsourcing fee and the LinkedIn, um, sales navigator, which is included in that range Mm -hmm. I gave you. So. Amazing. Amazing. Any final words? And I know you've got a really juicy freebie to give away as well. Oh yeah. So I have a free training or class um, at HaleyRow.com slash LinkedIn, and that will redirect to a Kartra page. But if for some reason it doesn't work for you, let me know. I'm at Haley underscore row on Instagram and I'll get you the Kartra link. But anyways, it's a training about how to um, attract clients and partnerships using LinkedIn. It gives you some concrete examples of what might you say in an interaction and you can adapt it to your own brand voice. I have a free community called the marketing hub. It's facebook.com slash group slash the marketing hub group. And I actually just launched it recently. So it's going to be a lot of fun in there. I have the health coach nation podcast, which Mary is going to be a guest on. I'm at Haley Instagram at Haley underscore row. And then of course I'm on LinkedIn at Haley row. So feel free to add me there. Amazing. Amazing. Any final words before we hop off? No, I think that this was a really fun interview. And if you have any questions about how this works, or even you want to, you know, send me your profile or something and just say, what do you think? Feel free to reach out. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, so exciting. And I feel like everyone's going to be changing their bios and images and all the things tonight. So thank you so much for being on.
And we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Mary Morgan Show. And we are just about to wrap up season one and prep for season two. Stay tuned for all the details that are coming soon. And if you want to be first to know when season two drops, then just fill out the form down below and we will see you very soon.